What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Podcast of the Year. Ballsy. Did you know we were the podcast of the year, Barry? We're the only podcast. Oh, Kevin. that's it. That's what I meant. I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn. We're we're basically old men. Adrift? I, I didn't know what you we're, were going to no, say. No, we're, we're basically the only podcast left. Yeah, we are. Not basically. We've outlasted them all. But joining us on the line today from lovely Grapevine is the one, the only, Jerry Fraley. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Just great. I love being Evan Grant's fill-in. <laughs> Aren't we all? We're all yeah, just indeed. we're all just wading in behind Evan. He's he's keeping That's us right. all afloat, dragging That's us right. along. We're the, we're just the tugboats to Evan's cruise liner as it comes into exactly. the uh, as it comes into harbor. But it, I think well it, it should be. I'm I'm glad we have Jerry on. We'll have a fresh, yeah. different perspective on the Ranger season. Yeah. Speaking of a perspective on the Ranger season, now you know at this point. The, even though the Rangers are playing like it still matters, uh, which is a little disturbing at this point, I think it's time yeah. to, to see some of these other guys play. Um, there was uh, a, an interesting story, a national story at ESPN today by Sam Miller, uh, in which he talks about the incredibly terrible 30-home run season. Uh, and he uses as his poster boy for this story one Ruggie Odor. Uh, Jerry, uh, uh, it's my understanding you read that story as well. You told him to yeah. read it. Yeah, well, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Right. What was your take on, on, the, on that story? Well, I, I think it's something everybody here has been aware of for quite a while. I mean, I think, the, you know, I realize there's a lot of intricate stats, OPS plus and all that. But here's, I think, all you need to know about Runet Odor. He has more homers than singles. That's an he amazing stat, isn't it? He's, he's got 29 homers and 26 singles. Ugh. You know, that that tells you all you need to know. Uh, he's had a brutal, brutally bad year, and he's going the wrong way, and they need to stop. They should have stopped this earlier, but now they've let it run a whole season. It's going to be harder to make a, a, a course correction, but it's it's really got to start now, even though there's only two weeks left in the season, even less than that. But you've got to, you've got to stop this, his, his approach of the swing from the heels, swing and everything. It's... He's, he might be uh, – no, he's not. He's the worst offensive player in the majors. Is it, is it something that's fixable? Or, or is, is, is that horse if out of he, If he will fix it. If he will fix it. Here's the problem I, in my mind, and I you know, might to be a shrink. Odor hits 33 homers last season. The Rangers respond in the offseason or, or right for opening day, but, you know, with that big multi-year contract extension that takes them through 2023, 19, I think it's like – I don't know, it was $55 million in the horses. He should at least have to give the horses back. <laughs> but, I mean, but, I mean, that contract to him, I'm sure, reinforced, I'm doing it the right way. I'm going to keep doing it this way. 
and this is what you're getting this year. Uh, I, I think two things reinforce that: the contract and the fact that he's played every game. Yeah, 149 games. Yeah, I mean uh, they they've got to sit him down, but it's, it, it might be too late for now. But no, it's not too late. You've got to send a message to the guy that this is not acceptable. The way he's playing this year is not acceptable. You know, it's funny when they sent him down two seasons. Was, was that two seasons ago? I guess it was, wasn't it? Uh, and uh, and that was some tough love then, and he goes down, and he goes back to going the opposite way, uh, and yeah. and uh, comes back up, and and boy's just terrific. Uh, then he's, right. then he's everything that they wanted him to be. He goes through those times where every once in a while you'll see him. Okay, he will go to the, the opposite way on on pitches instead of trying to pull everything, and um, and then he just goes right back to being who he was. Right. And he doesn't, you know, their teams are begging. They're just giving them hits to the other way, the way they're playing these shifts. All he's got to do, and I, I think Mazzara is a great example of a young guy who gets it. Mazzara sees those shifts. He just serves the ball to the left and takes a single and keeps the line moving, you know, to use that cliche. And that's what you got to do. Uned's, Odor has decided he's going to beat the shift. He's going to hit over it. And that's what you're getting this year. Yeah, and the, and the problem is is that, and for me, it's like it's one thing, uh, and I think we've seen Joey Gallo have a real uh, progression here uh, in that he has not, you know, he, he's, he's more selective at the plate than he's been. But when you're 6'5", and you've got a reach that, uh, that Joey Gallo has, you can reach those pitches. You know, Ruggie Odor cannot reach those pitches, and yet he's still trying to get to them. Yeah, but even Gallo uses the opposite field. I think he's become a far more sophisticated hitter this year oh, in terms of his willingness to absolutely. use the opposite field. Absolutely. And look, you know, the other thing, uh, Odor's got 26 walks, 149 strikeouts. That's just ridiculous. Of course, he didn't have any you know, walks anyway. last year either. He's, he's never. Yeah he, had ni- yeah, he had 19 last year. But, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the guy's got more than 500 big league games. He's coming up on 2,000 big league at-bats. You know, you can't use the well, I know he's 23, soon to be 24, but. He's gotten a lot of big, big time, and I don't know if it's sunk in yet what he needs to do. In some ways, I wonder if this is all just too much too soon. You know, he, he's had success. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a bigger contract, and when you have all of that, I just I, I, I have to think that his head is swimming a little bit. Um, and, uh, I, you know, we saw that last year when, when Gallo came up and really struggled. You could just you could see it. You could just see that, oh, my gosh, yeah. every time he goes up to the plate – I, I just don't know what to do here. And then, and that's why I said I, I, didn't, I didn't think I, he should come up and play this year. I thought he'd strike out 300 times. Uh, and yeah, well, he's, he's not here if Beltre doesn't get hurt in spring training. They lucked into that one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, but, you could, but you're right. You can really tell the difference in him this year. He's made a huge difference. I'm not, I think that, uh, that Odor can obviously still make progress here, and he has to. But even when he had a, what we considered a good year last year, he hit 33 home runs. I think he. I think his OBP was like 290, wasn't it? Last year, 296. Yeah. 296. But you know, here's the thing about here's the thing about Aldor also. He grew up in an extended baseball family. He's been around the game all his life. There are players who remember seeing him as a kid in clubhouses in Venezuela and Winter League. His uncle is a AAA hitting coach with Cleveland. Uh, various members of his family, extended family, have played the game. He's been around the game his whole life. And guys who've been around the game their whole life, you'd think they would get it better than he has, but he just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just puzzled by it. So, so, Jerry, let me ask you this. 2019 opening day, will uh, Odor be the second baseman? 
All right, hold on a minute. We, we can't hear. We're having technical difficulty. We, we, Barry, we, get out of that cave. Are you? What cave are you in? We we turned off Barry's uh, microphone. Yeah. Oh, he he got, he had his oh my gosh, he had his foot on the cough button. Oh my oh, gosh, oh. that is the single dumbest thing anyone's ever done in ever this done. podcast. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. Oh, I'm glad I can. Oh, look at it, Mr. Red here. He's banging his foot like Mr. Red. It's actually technically the panic button is what it is called. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Two, 2019, well, I'll go back and ask my question again. 2019, season open, who's the Rangers' second baseman? Mm. Would, would he be you? If, if it were me, I might go with Profar. I might try to trade Odor this winter. I don't know if the contract will help it. You know, his value decreased, but I wonder if he could still get some for the guy. I, I don't know. They seem to be wed, though. They love high-ceiling guys. You know, we know that's been the, the thing, and they'll stay with those guys for a long time. But, uh, you know, yeah, I would go with Profar. I don't think he's going to be here, though, so it'll probably be Odor. You know, it's funny. We had Michael Young on here, like, what was that, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? And, uh, and, he, and he went out of his way to talk about how much he likes Odor. And, and, and what he likes about him is the energy and and mm-hmm. and what he brings uh, to the clubhouse, to the to the to the lineup, to the you know to the bench, the dugout, all of those things. And I think that that's, I think he's, and there's no question. Obviously, he, you know, Michael was a good hitter, and he he knows that right. that Ruggie has to make adjustments and do some things. I just think that he thinks that is, and I think frankly that's one of the things they liked about him over Profar. Remember when Profar. Right. When when Odor came up and, and then all of a sudden he zoomed past Profar, one of the things they liked about him was all that energy that he had. But but Ruggie, yeah, and, uh, Jerry, Jerry, I just want to get this. Ruggie is a defensive liability, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What, what, what about as a base? He's a base running liability. Well, I wouldn't say a liability. Uh, he's not yeah, a good base not, runner. No, he's not a good. Base he's frustr- runner, no. a frustrating base runner at times. Yeah. At a lot of. But he's lot. got some speed. He's got some. It's like it's like Jerry said. He has obviously this the high is, ceiling. The high ceiling. He, he looks like a you know a, a Jose Altuve starter kit. You know he's got power. Right. He's got some speed. You know, and, I, and he is. And he's, left no, hand, he's left-handed. He's left-handed. You know, right. love it. And everything. Everything Michael said is right. But the guy has got to make some improvements. He cannot continue at this rate. And right now, I don't think we see anything that indicates he's willing to make a change. I, I think one of the other uh, things in that story, and of course, we, we, as I said, we know these things too. It's just interesting right. when a national guy notices is that one of the other names he cited was Mike Napoli, who is having an even yeah. worse season than than Ruggie is. Uh, right, which, which sounds crazy for a guy with twenty nine home runs, uh, but that's where we are today. And and so I think it that really goes a, a long way to explaining how the Rangers have got themselves in the situation they're in this year, when two guys who were counted on heavily in this lineup, end up with two of the historically worst seasons in a long time. Yeah, and I think Napoli is it, – it's a physical thing with Napoli, I think. I mean, he, you know, God love the guy, but his body's breaking down. It really started breaking down in the second half of Cleveland last year. Yeah. And I just think it's continued this year. Uh, it, it's I just don't know. You know, he's 35. He's got the hip problem. He's had a lot of physical problems. He plays through it. He's a tough guy. But at some point in your mid thirties, it catches up to you. That's you know, I think it's caught up to the guy, unfortunately. And he's another one. He's got it. He, he he's close, but he's got. Let's see. Well, he's got forty one singles and twenty nine homers, so he's better than Odor there. You know, uh, is he done? Do you think? 
Yeah, I hate to say it, but particularly for this team, you got to you got it next year. You've got to have. You know, they had one too many guys in a sense this year, which I know sounds contradictory, but you got to clear a spot for Gallo. I think that's first. Yeah. Uh, you you got to make sure Mazzara plays every day. You, you're better off with Chu as DH and out of the outfield. Yeah. You know, you put Mazzara in right. You put Chu uh, at DH. I'm not sold still on the Shields of center. I think he's better at left. But he's got to play for what he brings to the offense. He brings the dimension they need, speed, ability to create runs. And I just think right now, you know, Napoli would be more of uh, an obstacle. I don't see him coming back. I don't, I'm not even sure I see him coming back in baseball. Uh, <clears throat> Given his physical condition, it's going to be tough. He's just, you know, he's a tough, tough guy. He plays through a lot, but he's just breaking down. Yeah, I, I think so, too. What? So what do you think about Willie Calhoun? Is he in, is he going to be in the opening day lineup? That's Great question, Kevin. I don't know. I don't think so. I no? don't know. I mean, I haven't been real impressed with his bats in September, not that they care what I think. You know, he's, what is he, 0 for 12 since that single his first time up? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, but that's another thing. you got to play him every day now. Forget this. you got to give Johan Mendez at least two starts. you got to play Willie Calhoun every day. Stop this sitting him down because you think you're in a wild, the race for the wild card. Get something out of these last 13 games and play him. Yeah, you could make a case, play him in left field, give him three at-bats every game next year, and get him out if you're leading after six for defense. But I don't think you're going to know that much about him because you're not playing him every day right now. Yeah, I don't understand this. So what what are they in the starts that uh, that you uh, uh, Darvish, aren't they one and eight in the starts that he would have made? Yeah, yeah the guys who took his place, Griffin, Ross, and Martinez, they're one and eight. They, they conceded on the season when they traded Darvish. I know they couldn't say that. I don't blame them. You know, you've got two months to go. You just can't say we're quitting. But really, that wasn't that the white flag to you? I mean, absolutely. You the guy who, you know, you're done, and you don't have a guy like ready to go to, to plug him into the rotation when you're using Tyson Ross and AJ Griffin. Well, you tra- you trade I mean, your ace is essentially what right. they did. So that's... yeah, they, 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 that was it. That was when the season ended there for me. Yeah, yeah. so I don't so I don't understand all this now. Uh, it, it's like uh, you know what it seems like to me well, a little bit is that the, the general manager said we're done. And we're going to make this trade. Yeah. We're going to do this, and then right. Adrian Beltre said, "Hey, hey, hey! I'm not done, and I don't want anybody I'm here. I'm not here to be done. I'm not here to be done." And so then they all said, "Oh, okay. We don't want to offend Adrian, and because he's our captain right. and leader, and and our one of our greatest players ever." So yeah. uh, I just feel like the, the the team's a little at cross purposes right now. Yeah, and I, you know, I can see Beltre's point, and I, I I have no problem with his point. That's that's one of the things. Well, that's why you want a player to feel. And he asked them, when he did the extension, I'm going to get my years wrong, was it 15 he did an extension? Anyway, he did an extension in the spring of either 15, I think it was, and he asked them point blank, are we still going for it? Are we, are we, are we rebuilding? They told him point blank, every year you're here, we're going for it. So he trusted them, and they won in 15, they won in 16. Then he sees this move, and he's got to wonder, well, have they, gone, have they changed their plan? And I think they owe it to the Rangers. I mean, Rangers owe it to Beltre if they're not going to go for it. They got to go to Beltre this winter and say, explain it to him. And say, would you be will? Do you want to be traded? They owe him that much. But don't they have to almost trade him at this point? What is his worth? Uh, off injured, oft injured, right? If you're rebuilding right. a team, do you want Adrian Beltre there? Do I don't, you even I don't want know. Not, to, 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 to me, want a, go ahead, Jerry. You want him as a coach, or you want him as a coach or a manager? But I don't think he would fit in as a player if you're rebuilding. Now, I don't think they're going to do a Houston rebuilding. They got too many young guys, you know, right. like Gallo and Martin Pritt. 
But, you know, if he sees a bleak future, if he sees Houston that much better than them, you know, again, I think they owe it to him to talk about the situation this winter. I, I think that the, if you make the deal, if you trade him, you're just doing him the favor. Yeah. You're not going to get anything. Exactly. No. Exactly. You know, so. But, but, but and I guess he's really not blocking anybody. He's not no, that, that's, any, the that's, that's the whole point. Who's going to play third base? I yeah. mean, I asked Jerry this yesterday at lunch yeah. uh, when we did the, the fabulous sports day on air, by the way. You, Jerry were, and oh, I did that. you, did, you did one this awful. week? Awful. They, they didn't ask me awful. to be on? No, they didn't ask you to be on it. Was, it was unbelievable, though. People were people were crying. People were laughing. That's people it. were cheering. Right. It was unbelievable. Buffo, they said on Variety. Yeah, Buffo, that's Bofo. correct. But anyway, as we were as we said then, I asked him if Will Middlebrooks, you know, could, how much could he play third base? Uh, for the, obviously, he had played it for the Red Sox and, uh, and was yeah. at one time supposed to be a star. Um, but that really, I mean, besides him, who do you want to play third base? I mean, I, I don't see anybody uh, that could that could take Beltre's place. No, I mean, there's no full time for him, but you got to plan on. I think only 80 games out of him next year at third at max. Oh, I think and, so you too. Know, maybe it's maybe it's Middlebrooks, who, if he stays healthy, is a pretty decent player. His problem his problem is not ability; his problem is staying healthy. He's had nothing but injuries ever since he broke into Boston. But there's a bat there. You know, do you play Drew Robinson there some? I don't know. He might be the center fielder next year, Drew Robinson. But, you know, there's a hole there, but you just can't count on Beltre for 125 games at third anymore. You just can't. He's not going to be able to hold up. What was that supposed to mean? Thank you for agreeing with me. Did, did anybody disagree yeah. with You that? disagreed with me. I, I saw the look on your face. Did not. I, you, you know what? We need a camera in here because I, every time I say something, Kevin makes a strange face. Like, Well, I can't believe it. Sometimes it's because I can't hear you because you got you your foot on the me. panic button. The uh, the other thing that uh, the, the the point that Jerry talked about to me the most intriguing player and what to do with him on this team along the, in the lineup anyway is Delano DeShields because uh, you know I love what he brings on offense I mean when a guy hits a ground ball and he's basically going to get on because of his speed and because of his he's got a little bit of pop when he when he needs it because he runs well uh, on the bases and, and he and he's a he's a He's a really significant offensive player, and and the, because of their record with him at the top of the lineup, uh, I do think that that he's extremely valuable. But to put him in center field is just a really difficult thing to do. Yeah, he doesn't. First of all, he doesn't have the arm for center. Everybody's going to go first or third on him. But you put him in left, he'd be pretty good in left. He's got you know, and he's sort of the anti Ruggio door in that. He grew up in a baseball life. His father was an outstanding big leaguer, right. and he knows the game. Delano's a pretty smart guy. He knows the game, and he, he you know, remember he was a second baseman, converted to the outfield. He's made great strides as an outfielder in terms of his routes on balls, his break on balls. You know, you can't make up for the arm, but he's learned. He's made adjustments, and, you know, he got himself in a bad hole two years ago. He learned from that. He made the adjustments. He's a smart player, and I think they need to play that guy every day as your leadoff hitter, and I think he would bring a – they would be far more than a one-dimensional offense if they had him in the, in the lineup. They've got, but he shows you can learn from the game and you can adjust and, and help yourself. Yeah, he's, an, he's just always been an intriguing guy to me. When he has made mistakes, and he's made them, you know, right. I've, right. I've always been surprised because when you talk to him, he's very bright and, and he gets uh-huh. it and he knows what he has right. to do. And, and right. I think he's just still kind of feeling his way along a little bit, which is, you know, not as good for a guy who's been around as much as he has. But and as you said, who has the background he has? But I but what I like about him is, is that it reminds me of when uh, Tom Grieve made the trade for Rafael Palmero, uh, and at that yeah. time I remember having the conversation with Tom 
that I thought it was a good trade because back then Palmero was not a home run hitter. He was a guy that everybody right. thought was going to hit win a batting title every year. And uh, and I said I really think this is exactly what your club your lineup needed because he just had a bunch of guys you know uh, home run hitters and guys that were swinging big, not making a lot of contact, and that's what Palmero brought. Now that's not what Delano is. He's not that kind of player, but he is a guy. Who's going to get? Who this year got like a three fifty six on base percentage, uh, and because yeah. of what it, it, it's undeniable to me when you see what their record is when he scores a run. When he scores a run, they're like forty seven and eleven. It's some yeah. ridiculous number. You know that's that's just what he brings to the lineup. Yeah, he you know the starting pitcher generally is most vulnerable in the first inning, and he he has helped them get jump starts to some good first innings, and. You know, because of what he can do with his legs, get on, you know, his speed, you know. They need that element to their offense. They cannot be so one-dimensional again next year to have any chance of playing, you know, playing in the same ballpark with Houston. Jerry, I just want uh, – Kevin, now that Kevin is – I just want to – don't tell me to wrap up. What? I'm just looking at you. I don't know what you're saying. No, you're you're, you're hammered. But here's, here's my question. Is there a closer on this roster, a closer of the future? Uh, I thought – Keone Kalo was with his stuff. You know, his physical status has come into question this year. I think Matt Bush has the stuff, but, uh, you know, he's got bruised a little bit this year, but he's bounced back. I think one of those two guys can be a closer. I think they both have the stuff. I think particularly Bush has a wipeout curveball to go with the fastball, which I think could really help him. But the only thing is they're so young, it's hard. We saw when they gave Bush a run at it earlier this year. It's it's hard to go with a kid as a closer. You need to experience – Bruce Suter – told me once he said to be a good closer you have to scrape bottom you know you, you have to see the end and like he was almost he was released for 12 hours by the cubs once you gotta and maybe bush has seen that with his unfortunate you know off the field problems but it, which from which he's recovered but it's hard to go off a kid as a closer jerry and i know bush is i know bush is 30 but he's a kid in a sense oh yeah no no question about that i, I agree with you 100 percent jerry we got to go. We hate to cut you short, uh, but we oh, got I know. we got Tim Brando waiting to talk He's to us. He's texting us once. Where, where are, are you guys? Are we, we, you know, we, we did such a bad job uh, managing our time here. But but uh, there, there's going to be a lovely parting gift for right. you for coming on with us today. We appreciate it, and uh, I can't wait. <laughs> it'll be great. Hope that furniture shows up when it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, we were looking forward to going to lunch with you today. Actually, I know. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Thank you. It was your it was your, you. it was your turn to buy too. Yeah, oh, very convenient. Exactly. Thank you, Gallus. There he goes, Jerry, Jerry Fraley. Fraley. He wanted to get off. He did. No, he knows. He knows when to get off. Unlike you. Oh, one more question. Did you see that high school hey, game? Hey, wait a minute. I asked the question about the closer, and you shook your head. Good. Well, question. It was a good question. It Thank was. you. All right. So there goes Jerry Fraley. That's our baseball podcast for the day. Rangers for this podcast. Week. Rangers podcast, and we, then uh, we have we, Gary Myers on the Cowboy podcast talking about Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, eligibility for Cowboys. And our last podcast was will be with Tim Brando. Marlon, I think he's related to Marlon. Brando. Yeah, the we'll son of Marlon Brando. I didn't say the son. Son of Marlon. Anyway. And and we'll talk college football with him, a lot of Texas. Yes, we will. Aggies. We'll talk if you ever stop talking. We will. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.